Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, who wants to do a show? It's the uh, broadcast week that hath begun. Did I say H-A-T-H? Hath begun. It hath begun, y'all. <laughs> we got a lot to cover. A little bit more about the uh, Canadian... Uh, truckers association i i don't know if that's for real but uh, you know canadian truckers is it now an insurrection and did they call nancy pelosi to find out strategically what to do the government of canada we got to talk about it we got a question of the day that's going to show how uh medically trained naturopaths are just as dumb as medical doctors oh yeah no i'm i'm yeah hot under the collar on this one you, you just you just you wait that's a question of the day it stimulates that also the united states of fear Dr. Mark McDonald joins us in hour two when we do our simulcast on Brideon.tv. So tell your friends the place for health, freedom, and healing liberty is on now. RobertScottBell.com slash listen for the chat room. Share it. I'll be here. Just a couple of minutes. We're cranking this thing up for health, freedom, and healing liberty. Let's do it about now. Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. Um, I acknowledge that this is an active situation, and I do not want to take more time than we need for this meeting today. We are on day eight of this occupation. Our city is under siege. This group is emboldened by the lack of enforcement by every level of government. They are terrorizing our residents torturing them with incessant honking, threatening them and preventing them from leading their lives. People cannot go to work or open their businesses. They cannot sleep, walk, shop, go to medical appointments or enjoy their neighborhood. This group is a threat to our democracy. What we're seeing is bigger than just a city of Ottawa problem. This is a nationwide insurrection. All right, y'all, uh, big news out of Canada. Uh, that's what we want to cover. We, we spent some time on uh, S- Sunday's broadcast, radio broadcast, talk with Mike Phillip about it because it's our, you know, for those of you who are here in the United States, it's our northern neighbors. And, uh, man, stuff could be hitting the fan soon. I don't know what's going to happen. I just don't like where it's going, especially if you heard all the charged words stated on that Zoom call among uh, government officials and concerned parties there in Canada, if I can, uh, let's see what I took notes on as they were playing that. Uh, it's they're calling it an occupation, day eight of the occupation. They called it a siege. They claimed they were being, they were terrorizing the people of Canada. They were torturing the people of Canada and that this was somehow an insurrection. And, and that's not all of the words that I heard being used. Now, the great and sad irony of all of those words you could have used if you're in Canada for your government in the last two years of Corona crazy of COVID crazy, because everything that they said happened in eight days or in day eight of the so-called Ottawa occupation has been happening for two years in Canada. The government has been, you know, basically 
it's a siege on the people of Canada. They're terrorizing the people of Canada, torturing the people of Canada, keeping them at home or other things or, or vaccine uh, passports and stuff. It's an insurrection. Insurrection, uh, if, I, if I've learned a little bit about some of the freedoms that Canadians enjoy due to their charter, which some would like to ignore or perhaps even revoke. So the question is, as we start today's radio broadcast and uh, online broadcast of the Robert Scott Bell Show, simulcasting second hour on uh, uh, Brideon.tv, does a traffic jam for freedom equal an emergency for government that is so bad that they're going to have to declare it an insurrection? Like the phony insurrection of January 6th? in the United States of last year. And I say that because you risk, if you talk about it and say it wasn't an insurrection, that somehow you're an insurrectionist. It's like, dude, perspective is in order, but you're not allowed to discuss these things. In fact, having people on to ask good questions of them, like the things that Joe Rogan does in his podcast. Now it's a scorched earth scenario on Joe Rogan. They're going to go back to elementary school and see if he bullied anybody. Did he use any other vulgar names to call other children that he was in school with? Super Don, this is just like, they cannot, this is not a position of power by the government of of Canada to do these things because I think they're setting up and trying to elicit and a violent response that they can justify then calling these people terrorists and insurrectionists. Well, yeah, I mean, it was pretty clear when I saw that over the weekend. I was just like, oh, here we go. I think Justin Trudeau called Nancy Pelosi Mm. uh, over the weekend uh, to get some advice. And how do I handle this situation here? Uh, Because everything that was being said there by it was Diane Dean. She's a a council person, but she also sits on the board of the uh, like the police, whatever thing and stuff, whatever. Yeah, but. Uh, I, everything I heard there was was made me think that what's happening here is they are trying to create a January sixth scenario. Yeah, uh, with what's going on in Ottawa, um, and as a, just kind of a breaking news thing, I just there's a guy um, that's a part of what's going on there. His name's Pat King, mm-hmm. and he's he's put out a bunch of um, live updates on Facebook, and I just got a notification, uh, just like two minutes before we went on air and apparently in Ottawa, what they've done is they have gotten a judge to sign a 10 day injunction uh, for anybody in Ottawa Mm -hmm. uh, that is blasting their horn that if they, they do that for the next 10 days, Mm -hmm. they can be pulled out of their truck and arrested. Uh, and so that, that is like the, the, I guess the, the latest development on that. One of the mm. things that she complained about in that video in that mm. zoom call right, was about the horns and you know how that was, uh, torturing the, the citizens of Ottawa. Yeah. Now I, listen, I can understand, uh, that if I lived in Ottawa and there was a protest going on in every 10 minutes, they were all blowing their horns on their truck. Yeah, they, I, I could see how that, that would be annoying, right? So because you sympathize with people that might complain about horn noise doesn't mean you're a sympathizer of the No, of course not. Of, no, of course right not. Now. One of the yeah. things that the, the Pat King was saying on his thing there, mm-hmm. uh, I was just listening just a second ago, yeah. was that they're saying, everybody, stop blowing your horn. Because it's not like we're there. Yeah. He says, we're not there to annoy the people of Ottawa. 
we're there in order to get the government to negotiate with us yeah. because that's the whole reason why we're there. So I, they're I think saying, telling everybody, don't yeah. blow your horn for the next 10 days. That's the reason. That's not why okay. we're here. Yeah. And I think that is, it isn't, I mean, you know, initially I think there's excitement and everything that's going on and you don't think about some of the repercussions. Thankfully, I don't know that anybody was uh, actually physically harmed. Were there any ears bleeding after the horn blowing? No. It's annoying. Well, right? What if I had to get up, you know, five in the morning to go to work and I couldn't sleep all night because guys were blowing on their horns. Uh, yeah, I, that, that we, you know, we would like, both be annoyed. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. All right. But so anyway. uh, seriously though, to call this a siege or, uh, that they're terrorizing and torturing An insurrection. I mean, insurrection. That's the word. That's, Dude, that's the, the yeah. word. That's I, I have word, not man. heard it, That's such a, it's a powerful word. Mm -hmm. there, there's a lot, you know, it's, it's not just a, just a word you throw around insurrection. I mean, that's some serious stuff, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, up until January 6th, I hadn't heard that word in a really long time. I think the last time I remember that word being used was mm -hmm. there was a, one of the Star Trek movies was called Insurrection. <laughs> yeah, well, you, good you, movie. You, you think that they're going to go look back at uh, Joe Rogan's previous shows? Did he ever mention the word insurrection and go after him for that too? Or, or mm -hmm. I mean, that's a whole nother conversation. But that yeah, uh, is, yeah, I'm willing to have those conversations, but we didn't plan for that one, so uh, no, we're not going to we hit talk, that today. We can talk Joe Rogan tomorrow. Yeah. So, folks, uh, uh, robertscatbell.com, thank you all for being here. It is February the 7th, 2022. If you're listening live, if it's two days later, you're likely listening on UK Health Radio, which we appreciate our Brit friends uh, being part of this show, Health, Freedom, Healing, Liberty, desired worldwide, all around the world. If you go to the show notes, you'll see some of these articles that we're covering today, including the trucker convoy out of Ottawa, under siege, nationwide insurrection. Really? Really an insurrection? Have they, uh, you know, entered the uh, the gallery or whatever it is that they have up there in Ottawa? I mean, have they entered any of the government buildings? Now, as I say that, I also acknowledge the controversy surrounding the January 6th one where they actually entered the Capitol. But there's so much wrong with claiming that that was a full-on insurrection. It's ridiculous. It's embarrassing. But as you know, it's a clarion call. It's a rallying point for uh, leftist globalists that want to clamp down on anybody who disagrees with uh, government policies, particularly those that are in charge now. Uh, and, of course, in the Canadian uh, government, uh, I don't know the whole uh, Democrat-Republican scenario there, liberal-conservative. Uh, what is the effete um, prime minister of, uh, of Canada? Is he, did he come back, or is he still in hiding, Super Don? What do we know about uh, Trudeau? I'm not sure, actually. I haven't, I haven't done a Where's Waldo with Trudeau um, mm. recently. <laughs> I'll have to look. <laughs> dude, dude, they should run him out of town, tar and yeah. feather him, et cetera. That's my opinion as a humble, lovable American, uh, an annoying American, too, I guess. You can say that. But Canadians are Americans, too. Did you know that, Super Don? They just happen to be North Americans. I don't know if you're aware of that. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Look at you being all inclusive and stuff. Yeah, we I know, are the world. Yeah, you sing it, Super D. All right. Our <laughs> second story here on this topic goes to GoFundMe. Anybody that uses GoFundMe now, uh, good luck. Good luck. Um, this story talks about GoFundMe claiming initially that it was just going to keep the, I don't know, $9 million that had been raised through GoFundMe for the truckers and just give it to charities that it chooses. Of course, that didn't sit well with the people that had donated, and they began doing chargebacks, which are very costly for GoFundMe. And finally, GoFundMe said, okay, we're going to return everything. Stop doing chargebacks. We'll send you your money back. But, dude, what kind of company or what kind of people that run a company think that they can go, well, I know you guys were raising it for this particular reason, but we don't like that reason, so now we're going to take all that money and we're just going to give it to charities that we want. 
Do you think, I mean, who would use GoFundMe anymore? Now, I don't know where that $9 million is going to end up on in, in any other platform that will raise it and actually give it to the truckers uh, that the people, you know, who are, are donating that are supporting. I don't know what's going to happen. But you know what I will say about this, Super D, and I'm not the first one to say this. What you see with GoFundMe doing this with the money that you think has been, let's say, I'm giving you this money specifically because they're raising money to go to here, right? Very clear. And if they can actually say, sorry, we don't like that charity. We're going to take that money, keep it, and give it to charities that we like. Within, I don't know how long, maybe not long, Super D, people with bank accounts that have their money in a bank are going to find that if their behavior via social credit scores, digital IDs, etc., run afoul of those who claim that if you disagree with their policies, you're an insurrectionist, they will clamp down on your money and shut it down and say, sorry, you can't have it. You're not, you're not triple, quadruple jab. Sorry, you can't have it. There's precedence for this, Super D. I don't think I'm exaggerating. It's kind of like when I told everybody about Real ID years ago, and I said they're going to use this for adult vaccine mandates, and people were going, no, nah, I don't think that'll happen. That's crazy talk. Super Don, you're muted. The great seer and revelator, Robert Scott Bell. Mm. That, on that one in particular, you nailed it, and you get you get all I, the credit for that one. I, now, I, on the on the digital currency side of things, yes, yeah, I think you're 100 percent right, and and it's, it's it's something to keep in mind when you read stories which have been floating around the last week or so mm-hmm. about the Fed is looking at going into a digital digital currency, currency right? Yeah, yeah, and you think about all the controls they have over your money in bank accounts that you think is your money, it's not. It belongs to the Federal Reserve System, a private banking consortium that has is neither federal nor has any reserves. We've talked about that with uh, the creature from Jekyll Island's author, G. Edward Griffin, and many others that have written about this. The vulnerability, Super Don, that we all have if we rely on banks is the more that they tie it into, again, a social credit score, your health or medical status through these either your social security number or other digital identifiers, the, the less freedom you're going to find you have if you rely on Federal Reserve notes for your compensation. Now, I, I've been talking about other means of exchange and interaction in terms of the economy, your freedom to decide, hey, you know what? I want to trade this. I want to trade this. Going back to that method, because simply to participate in that system, if you're, for instance, someone who is a conservative or a libertarian or someone who's a devout Christian, someone who doesn't believe in uh, political correctness, on and on it goes. If they can find a vulnerability and exploit that vulnerability in you, they will. Look at the Joe Rogan incident. They're going back, and, and I haven't watched all of the videos where he apparently said, and I, I, I'm not going to go into a deep-level discussion of it, but, you know, the, the quote-unquote N-word, right? And he was quoting other people saying it, doing it. Apparently, you can't even do that. And the word itself is offensive because of the vibration associated with it, the meaning behind it, all the history. It, it, it goes into this one word, and it's like, oh, I can't. You know, you don't like it's it. It's a yucky word. I don't yeah. like it at all. I no, don't like but, it at all. But let's say I if you were a super Don, if you were a space alien, come to Earth learning the language, and you just heard that word right. with no association, it'd just be. It had no idea. It'd sure. just be syllables, yeah. consonants, and vowels. Oh, I know. It's the know. meaning we ascribe to the words that have gotten deep level painful hurt that make it hey you know what that word's pretty much you're going to say that you're going to get some blowback on it but i don't know that the way that rogan did it is really a malicious use of the word except to describe it and quote others using it it was a montage of clips 
which I eat. I don't think I even watched it to the end just mm-hmm. because it's like, even though I know that it's just not easy to listen should, to context yeah. should, should be relevant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it usually is in most situations with this particular word though, mm-hmm. it has a tendency not to have anything to do with context. No it's context at all. The word yeah. it'd be like saying Voldemort, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, UK, it is, you know, we are not to speak that word or whatever. Now, interestingly enough, mm-hmm. there's another montage going on. You know, who the young Turks are. Yeah, they're li- liberal, and, uh, liberal, uh, and, and Anna uh, Kasparia or Kasparia yeah. or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. There's a montage going around on Twitter of them doing the exact same thing. Right, the exact same thing. Not that you know, it's like, well, if they do it, it's okay for us to do it. But yeah. if you're going to cancel one guy yeah. because you got to go, you got to uh, go scorch shirts on everybody that's ever you got, done. You, it. you yeah. should anyway. Yeah. You should. Yeah. You would think. But no, the, the the reason they're doing this to Joe Rogan now, it's not like they didn't have access to this forever. Were they just holding their cards and going, when do we need to pull this card out to destroy this man or re- weaken his, it has his presence? Nothing to do. I mean, the original yeah. situation with Joe Rogan had nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. This is just, this was Indiari or whatever her name is. She's yeah. a, a musician, an artist, yeah. uh, put this out there and, yeah. and played this. This is just the, the ultimate goal is to get rid of him, to cancel him. Sure. Right. So we're going to do whatever we can. Doesn't matter Any what ammo it is. They we're got. going to try and find something in order to accomplish so, that goal. Super Don, my point of bringing it up even wasn't to discover the spe- or, or, or uncover yeah, the specifics okay. of Rogan. Right. But yeah. the reason I bring it up is because the vulnerability that everyone has that somehow comes and says, you know what? Critical race theory is racist. Uh, black Lives Matter is not really helping black lives, right? It's, you know, a self-serving organization where the leaders have stolen, absconded with money and disappeared, for instance. And and those are not politically popular, politically correct opinions to have. So what other ways in terms of, well, you're not Joe Rogan, you're Joe Schmo, whoever you are. Oh, but you have a bank account and you have a social media account and they found out that you believe what you believe that is going against the popular grain of political correctness. They come in, your social credit scores tied to your social security number, tied to your medical records. Oh, you're also not triple jabbed and boosted. You're not up to date. And then suddenly Super D there go, you know what? We're limiting access to your bank account. Or like in Canada, I think it was in Quebec, we're going to say, well, we'll let you go to the grocery store for essentials, but we're going to put a government uh, spy that's going to walk with you in the store to make sure you only buy things that are essential and nothing else. <laughs> yeah. The limitation on your freedom is, is what the vulnerability you have in terms of your dependency on government controlled, sanctioned, uh, approved, whatever's. And in this case, the banking system, that's a significant vulnerability folks. You don't want to be left holding those Federal Reserve notes and you don't want to be left relying upon a bank account that only deals in Federal Reserve notes when they find out what you believe. And it's not politically correct, etc. China's already shown that this can be done. And there have been people that have been canceled with various what? The PayPal's of the world, right? The Venmo's of the world. They've already canceled certain businesses. Certain people that have businesses that are not, let's say, of, uh, you know, uh, politically, uh, let's say, protected classes. So when I make these predictions, it's not even like I'm a prognosticator. It's like, do you see what's happening right before your very eyes? Do you see what's inevitable here? And, uh, you know, I saw that. Uh, I, I don't know if I did. I, did I send this to you that. Uh, uh, what is it? Alex Jones's uh, thing. They did a, a story on on the goldbacks mm-hmm. recently. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that's a, uh, hopefully that's not dangerous for goldbacks, but the reality is people are looking, <laughs> people yeah. are looking. 
and rightly so. And critically so, they're looking. Yeah, there it is. The new private currency uses bills filled with real gold because in certain states, gold and silver is legal tender again, declared by acts of Congress within those states, not, not executive orders, for instance. So if you've got GoFundMe rejecting uh, the, the fundraising for Canadian Freedom Convoy because it's not politically correct, what else do they got you by if you're relying on the banking system? I'm just saying, d- dude, you've got to think outside the banking box here. As you move forward, uh, let's see what else is going on in Ottawa. Real before we wrap up this, uh, just just uh, just a, a side note here yeah. that they, they switched from Go, uh, GoFundMe to Give Send Go. Okay, which is another one out there, which apparently I guess is it's a Christian based. Um, yeah, I see it. Crowdfunding yeah. things like that, and they're they're yeah. up to almost five five million um, on that, which is pretty wow. impressive. So yeah. they're 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 still they're still I guess pun intended trucking. Yeah. Uh, well, the thing is, the if, they, if they're now going in and collecting gas cans from people who are delivering gas to the to the truckers, yeah. um, that's going to risk uh, a great danger for those truckers to stay warm at night running their running their big right. rigs, you know, in the right. cold, uh, frozen winters of Canada. So there, it looks to me like they're trying to stimulate somebody to get a little bit more uh, vocal or even maybe even violent. Another V word to then justify the claim that it's an insurrectionist group that need to be taken right. down by the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, for instance. I hope it doesn't come to that, but I, I know the strategy they're playing. It seems pretty obvious. And, of course, trying to remove the trucks, almost impossible, say, heavy towing experts. It's like not, not only do they not want to participate in helping to move trucks, but if the air brakes are on and you don't have cooperation of a driver to remove those air brakes, you're going to have to have a, a, a mammoth vehicle that probably wouldn't fit in the streets or barely of well, Ottawa anyway what i understand once they put those brakes on it it locks all 18 wheels correct yeah you're so not it's like that. how are you going to move something like that you'd have to cut the airline i guess yeah uh then you're doing damage to people's vehicles and i don't know you know but right yeah. so it's a tough situation it really is uh we are praying for our friends up in canada that it do- that doesn't go violent but recognizing that all of the terms they used to describe the truckers uh they could have been used to describe the the Government of Canada over the last couple of years, the shutdowns, the lockdowns, the vaccine passports, the mandates, the you can't travel without uh, being vaccinated, apparently by air. I don't know if it's by rail too in Canada. So they've already implemented some draconian things that make me look at the government as terrorizing the people, torturing the people, for instance. Uh, so I know that's not politically correct, but I'm going to say it anyway. All right. Going back to the show notes at robertscottbell.com. Uh, we actually, let me see if I have this one scroll on down. Oh yeah, we do. We've added a question today that's got me hot under the collar. So, uh, get ready y'all cover your ears, hide the kids. RSB has got something to say. All right. We got, uh, let's see here. Did, by the way, did that play? I hope that that played out on the rest of the world there to hear that, uh, the little theme for question of the day. Uh, but it says, hi, RSB and Super D. Greetings from Klamath Falls, Oregon, home of the great Super Don. <laughs> yeah, they've got a sign actually on the city limits right there, a big sign. Says that, that. You know what? Then that's not why I'm not under the Super collar. Don. I'm, yeah. I'm actually, when I read that Super Don, I get excited. I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> there could be a Super Don fan club in Klamath. That'd be amazing. Uh, but no, that's not at all. And, and in fact, I'm not even mad at this, this person writing that. I'm really excited about what he's writing. I assume it's a he, it's a Chris, uh, but it could be a she. You never know. 
Uh, but he's, he says, if I'm ever lucky enough to run into Super Don at the grocery store, prepare for a handshake and a big thank you for all of the great work you guys do. Why? No hugging for Super Don? Just a handshake? I'm good with a handshake. So. Okay. All right. Now to my question, Chris says, I was recently speaking with my naturopath about the supplements my family and I take. We follow Robert's protocol on the Selene. By the way, it's not my protocol. I mean, yes, I use it too, but our buddy Chris Barr, not a doc, talked about it for years. We follow the protocol on selenium, chromium, and silica. Those are the big three, y'all, right, that we are on. I, was, I told her we take around 450 micrograms of the innate response selenium, and she said that was too much. Anything over 200 micrograms is linked to higher all-cause death rates. All right, let me stop there. This is where I get, and she's going, or he's going to a naturopath in Oregon. Oregon has the oldest naturopathic school, National College. Of course, uh, Washington has one of the older ones too in, in uh, uh, what's, it, what's that one, uh, Bastyr, right? And they have been basically taken over since the Flexner Report of 1910. They've been taken over by the allopathic pharmaceutical community. Some of you are naturopaths from one of the, or both of those schools, and you don't get mad at me. I'm just telling you the truth. When I spoke at National College on gastroenterology and healing the gut from, um, you know, massive inflammatory diseases, that day at that, and it's a few years back, all naturopaths, most of them were graduates. Some of them, I think it might've been a student or two, but most of them were graduates. Every one of them used a pharmaceutical drug. Every one of them in remediating gastrointestinal inflammation diseases. This was a naturopathic college. Did you hear what I said? A naturopathic college, and they all used various different allopathic, pharmaceutical, FDA-approved drugs. As the homeopath, the renegade homeopath, the, I guess the uh, token homeopath in the, uh, in the uh, group that spoke that day, the only one that had a whole protocol of remediation that didn't involve one FDA-approved pharmaceutical drug, unless you consider homeopathy an FDA-approved pharmaceutical drug, which uh, they will get mad at me if I say that they are. They are regulated by the FDA, uh, but all right, I'll leave that aside for a moment. And so you've got these same people from these allopathic naturopathic colleges that are claiming 450 micrograms a day is going to cause somebody to uh, be increased death rate to all cause mortality because they're too lazy or too dumb, apparently, to go back to the original studies on selenium that made made such claims. All right. So if I give them credit and if they delineated that the studies that were done on selenium that resulted in those uh, outcomes were done on basically rocks or rock forms of selenium, like sodium selenite. These are man-made artificially induced forms of selenium to take as dietary supplements. They are not selenium as it is designed by God to come in through the food. But they apparently, again, I'll give you the option. Too dumb or too lazy? What do you think? And for me to say dumb of a naturopath, I know it's offensive. But you don't not get to be offended. If you're offended, look in the mirror and say, hey, am I too dumb or am I too lazy? To figure out that the original study that claimed that selenium all-cause mortality increases if you go up above 200 micrograms is based on the form that I use and recommend. 100% whole food form. And I will take it to any naturopath, whether they're allopathically trained like they are at those major quote-unquote universities or colleges, or whether they are coming through 
well, the traditional naturopathy, which they're not going to be so dumb if they're going through Trinity School of Natural Health. They'll go deeper than that as a traditional naturopath, not as an allopathic naturopath that has the license to inject vaccines and prescribed antibiotics. This is not a wholesale indictment of everything naturopaths that learn at National College in Bastyr, but I'm just saying you got a blind spot, a major blind spot where you're falling prey to the allopathic uh, view of the world that doesn't differentiate between forms of minerals in food versus synthesized forms that man makes and then sells as a dietary supplement that we do not use or recommend here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. I've referenced it a number of times. Uh, It's written about a little bit in the book, Unlock the Power to Heal, that I wrote with Ty Bolger. Also, if you go to, let's see, I'm going to make it easy for uh, the naturopaths there, uh, the allopath naturopaths, to go to, let's see, where are you? Choosetobehealthy.com. Here you go. I'm clicking on it. Let's see if I can get it open for you. Let's see. What am I going to show you there? Uh, We're going to go to shop. And we're going to click Chris. Oh, it right there. It comes up selenium one cancer answer. It's a little $10 booklet. And, you know, God bless Chris Barr for all of his research and homework that got us the insight to understand the safe and appropriate form of selenium that can be taken at scary levels, according to the allopathic naturopaths that will cause you to die when in fact it could save your life in terms of cancer, taking it at upwards of 1,000, 1,200 micrograms. And I know people are going to go, take him off the air. He's a dangerous purveyor, provider. of." We don't sell selenium here. I want you to read about it. Read that book. Use the code RSB5. Maybe you'll get a little discount off of it if it's too much for you, naturopaths, to spend 10 bucks. I'm talking about allopathic naturopaths to learn about selenium for reals, not the phony selenium stories that uh, you extrapolate improperly on all selenium. Yeah, we can agree that the wrong form of selenium can be problematic. But even in those cases, if you stop taking them within days, the adverse associated events of too much selenium, like brittle uh, nails, hair falling out, can reverse rather quickly. And I'm not saying you can't take too much that could be dangerous, but not of the whole food form that have I found in a therapeutic dose level when it really is needed. So let's go back to the show notes and the uh, question of the day. See where else uh, Chris went with this. Uh, Let's see, 450. I don't need to belabor that. You can read about it. Anything over 200 micrograms, right? Link to all. Yeah, again, they don't differentiate. These are the people that tell me that silver, all silver is going to turn you blue at any level. I, I can't even speak to such numb nuts. It's hard. It's really difficult. I try. Occasionally, I, 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 I do. She also told me she's referring to, uh, he's referring to the, I, uh, I don't know if it's a he or she, Chris. I, I'm assuming he's a he, but the naturopath was a woman. Now I hate women, right? Super Don. That's the next thing. They're going to cancel me. He hates women because <laughs> it's a yeah. she naturopath. No, this well, has nothing to do with gender. It's they got to do something. They, 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 uh, they didn't get you on misinformation. So. Right. Yeah. Right. But if I say there are only two genders then uh, we're all, all bets are yeah, off. There you right? Go. Right. So, uh, let's see what else did this naturopath tell Chris? That long-term, over one month of silica uh, use is linked to kidney damage. Oh, boy. If that were the case, I kidneys should have failed years ago. I take the Alta Health product silica, and I have for many, many years. Well over a decade. A little bit longer than that. It might be 20 years now almost. What is 15? At least 15 years. She recommends switching to, to collagen. 
And, and yeah, if you want to switch to collagen, that's fine. But remember, collagen in the absence of copper is also going to be greatly diminished in its capacity to help you. And so what I would say about the fear of uh, silicon is once again, there are forms of silicon synthesized or even coming from a food plant form that is not properly prepared that has some, let's say, I won't say contaminants, but some things on there that you don't like that are not really great for you long-term. But the Alta Health Products Silica product, Alta Silica, A-L-T-A, that we get from Jonathan, choosetobehealthy.com, it's 100% whole food form you can safely take. And it's not even mega dosing. It's such pristine quality that the form that it's in is very efficiently used by the body. And when we do the loading phase, it's still not going to toxic levels, three tablets, four times a day. But that, that's a short burst to get the silicon stores up in a hurry to fulfill the connective tissue needs of the body. And if, again, if you want to use collagen, knock yourself out. But remember the sovereign copper along with it, because without that, the collagen can only do so much. Sovereign copper, you can get. We have a link as far as a direct link at robertscottbell.com, or you can get it through Jonathan to choose to be healthy.com. I don't know if I'm being too mean or not mean enough about allopathic naturopaths here, but it's true of allopaths, medical doctors. They don't often dig deep enough into the research to differentiate between forms of things so that you can actually speak clearly, concisely, with full critical thinking skills intact to go, okay, this form is not recommended, but this form is perfectly fine. So Chris says, I've listened to your show for over 15 years and have never been steered wrong all of this time. I've also read Chris Barr's books. So Chris, you can give Chris's book to that naturopath or maybe a reference point so that that naturopath can learn something besides what the allopathics uh, have taught him in his school or her school. I continue to trust your advice over anyone I've come across in all of that time. All I would say, Chris, is we don't give advice. We provide information. And we'd ask you to double check, triple check it so that, you know, I don't need a follower. I want somebody thinking critically as well. He says, I just wasn't sure how to respond to her opinion. Would you please let me know how to answer on these points? Thanks so much for all that you guys do. Well, I wasn't very helpful, Chris. If, if this Chris follows my advice and goes back to his naturopath, Super Don, do you think that, that, that naturopath will, will, uh, will let, her, let him in the door ever again? <laughs> the way I described it wasn't so genteel it, and friendly, but it I was, guess it depends on the naturopath, but, um, yeah. you know, could be a teachable moment as well, but I would say from a gentle perspective, cause I didn't see that last request and how do I go to the net? Cause the way I just did with the naturopath would be greatly offensive. And I recognize that, uh, because I, <laughs> I, I expect more from them, right? Yeah. Well, you, you think so. I yeah. mean, just, you know, I, I, it was bizarre when I first learned that there were naturopaths that were doing that kind of stuff because uh, you just assume, right? It's a naturopath, you know? Yeah, and and no, I don't hate naturopaths that are trained at Bastyr and natural. That's not my point, okay? I believe that there's a place for all, all kinds of healing, including integrative forms if you want. But what annoys me is if those naturopaths target traditional naturopaths for elimination. That tells me they can't handle the competition from people that don't prescribe drugs and don't give vaccinations. Like if right? you do that, don't why don't you just become an MD? Right, exactly. That, yeah, that is a good point. And you'd be an MD that does some natural stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, but it's it's marketing. It's marketing, I think, at this yeah. point. Uh, so, uh, Chris, follow up if you have some other things. I just say take a copy of the little booklet or something and raise the, the point gently and lovingly that, 
hey, you know that study you were referring to that says that all-cause mortality is increased when you go over 200 micrograms a day of selenium? Did you happen to see what kind of selenium they were using in that study? And just pose that question. No. And if they say, oh, what does that matter? Then you should find another naturopath. If they, say, <laughs> yeah. if, if they say, if they say, oh, no, I didn't. Let me look into that. Then you no go, all right, we, we can work together. We can, we can figure this thing out. You can help this naturopath along uh, to do something a little bit better. All right. What do we got? Uh, let's see. Our friends from CBDNF.com. Shout out to them. Of course, uh, Jamie Dorley. We, gave, we did a giveaway uh, last week, we our did. monthly giveaway. And I just got another order in for some more uh, certified organic U.S. grown hemp uh, CBD. Uh, we got the transdermal. We got the hemp boost, which is so amazing. And the best tasting organic hemp CBD gummies. Uh, CBDNF.com. And if you go to robertscottbell.com, why are you dinging all of a sudden? What's the dinging sound? What's that going I on over there? No, it's my phone. Oh, your phone dings? Okay. Yeah. I, don't, I never know what it is. Uh, oh, yeah. You got that upcoming. Nutritional Frontiers is hosting a big event in... Tampa, Florida, the West Side or West Shore Marriott Grand. And that's happening February 19th, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. 11 Pillars of Health. Uh, Jamie Dorley will be there. Uh, man, that's, that's, we talked about it last week, but it's a professional training event. If you're a healthcare provider, definitely sign up and get over there. I wish I could be there with them, but uh, that's going to be say great. They say that the, it's filling up fast, the seats on this thing. So okay. The, uh, so Excellent. You want to get plugged into that if you're interested in going. Mm-hmm. And if you're new to the Robert Scott Bell Show, I will tell you easily how to find the certified organic U.S. grown hemp CBD that we use. There's, there'll be a banner on the right-hand side of the page. Eventually, you'll find it. And there it is, multicolored banner. It's uh, full-spectrum hemp extract oils. Takes you to CBDNF.com. There's the hemp boost we love so much. Uh, log in. If you haven't got a, um, a password or anything, create an account. Hit the uh, Robert Scott Bell Show drop-down menu, right? Boom, you're in. Put your information in. And if you're U.S., they will send you a care package, a thank you package. Try to samples. And you will use the code RSB15 on anything that they make, that they have, including all the organic hemp CBD products that we use. That's cbdnf.com. Thank you to Jamie Dorley and the crew for all that they do in support of health, freedom, and healing liberty. There's just a small sampling of the people who have either uh, gotten batch samples or, or actually won a big basket of hemp CBD prizes because uh, Jamie Dorley and the Nutritional Frontiers gang are so generous with what they do. Thank you for that, Super D. Got it. So, and, and again, this can happen anytime. Just go there and request <coughs> the samples. Take a picture with the samples, send them into superdonaskrsb at gmail.com, and that's it. You're entered into the giveaway for next time. All right, let's see what else we want to cover here. Ah, really, do we have to talk about the F word? There are kids in the audience. Super, yeah, Superdon, well, really? We kind of touched on the N word, so I guess we, what was wrong with the F word? Yeah, the F word is Fauci. Of course it's Oh, Fauci, Fauci yeah. that F word, sorry. Yeah, and a Brownstone Institute article by uh, Jayanta Bhattacharya and uh, Martin Koldorf. Does Fauci bear any responsibility? And, of course, the sociopath at NIAID says no. No. Of course not. I got no responsibility, right? Recent Senate hearing, Dr. Anthony Fauci did not even attempt to defend his policies. Instead, he insisted that everything that I have done or said has been in support of the CDC guidelines, which, by the way, changed more times than the wind blows which suck. In, I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, the CDC has turned into an absolute joke. Oh, no, it's, it's absolutely over the over this last two years. Why yeah. would you? Why would you even want to hit your wagon to that one? Mm -hmm. 
Well, look, you know, they all got their uh, sycophantic uh, support system slapping each other's behinds behind the scene. Of course, Fauci, you know, has control of over how many billions of dollars of budget every year that he, he rules his fiefdom. And if you even question anything that he says, or if you want to study something, he says you can't, you can forget ever getting a grant. Now, in October 2020, the Great Barrington Declaration criticized Fauci's lockdown strategy. And look how good the Great Barrington Declaration signatories are looking now. How right were they? But Fauci was defended by Collins about it. Oh, the lockdown. We got a lockdown. We got a lockdown. Instead, focus on risking higher peop- uh, higher risk people, the elderly, right? Let the children go to school. There was near no risk for them. And Collins, Francis Collins, wrote uh, an email suggesting a takedown of the declaration, right? And so Fauci went on the offensive. And, of course, the fawning mainstream pharmaceutically conflicted media went right along with the narrative and said, how dare they? Doctors disagree with Fauci. Fauci was given a deity status. And Fauci says, oh, I, I did nothing wrong. It was, it was, it was uh, uh, CDC, right? And then he, then he plays the victim card. He's like, I've received death threats from crazies. Look, we're not advocating death threats, but what Fauci's policies have done has sentenced thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people to deaths prematurely because of his policies or the policies he either supported or recommended. So it's somewhat understandable that people would be mad at him, but he says, oh, if you attack me, you're attacking science. A sociopath may be an understatement as to what he is. Look at this. I mean, they will attack anybody who disagrees. The Senate is the only place where Fauci has been called to the carpet, mostly by Dr. Rand Paul. Although, I, again, I say this about Dr. Rand Paul, not that he listens to the show, but if he did, please attack the PCR tests because there is no valid standard even to this day to utilize them the way they're using them. And it would end everything right there. So in this article, they talk about Fauci. If he had embraced open and civil discussion, the public may have benefited from better pandemic policies. Duh. The very thing that you would think is the the baseline of good science and good public policy, discussion, debate. Right. Would we have had a lockdown if there were scientists were actually listened to about how bad lockdowns would end up being? Would we have shut down schools and masked children? Would we be to this day targeting children for experimental injections of the mRNA variety if we had open debate and discussion about the science of these things or even the recognition of natural immunity, right? We would talk about natural immunity and we would get warnings from various social media eventually being banned by YouTube and Spotify. Would we have had more targeted uh Uh, jab uh, routines and said let's go after the people who are vulnerable even though we disagree with all of them but hey instead of vaccine passports for everybody really can you believe it Fauci controls six billion dollars plus in budget every year and he commanded the nation's pandemic strategy and he won't take any responsibility for its failures again one of the definitions of a sociopath Fauci is an f-word and one day We'll look back at Fauci in the history books and they'll say what a monster he was. We just see it now before the history books are written. What a monster he is. And the book that is written that validates it all. The real Anthony Fauci. By Robert F. Kennedy Jr. All right, Super Don, have I done enough Fauciing? Because it makes me a little, I think I need to go bathe, you know, get some Brillo out and scrub. 
get Fauci out of my mind, out of the, uh, all of that. Yeah, I, I think, you know, actually what I, what I want to do is I want to move on to this next story here. This might be one of the better stories of the day. Yeah. You know how uh, <laughs> you're, you're the PCR test guy. PCR, you are. the PCR test is back. RSB PCR. Is the PCR test back? Is it back? It's it's it, back. It's and, back. Uh, it's it's gonna beat up your your PCR test because right. it's new and improved. Uh, All right, y'all. Here we go. Headline reads at Medscape: New PCR tests can identify variants. Dude, that's cool, right? Because we've asked right. that question. It's like, how would they know? Mm-hmm. When you go and get your test, you know, you go to the hospital and stuff. And they go, oh yeah, like they did with me. When I went in, mm-hmm. uh, and they were like, "Oh yeah, you've got the Delta variant." How like, would they know if you have a variant? I'm just like, it might as well be a Whitney Houston song. It's that it's that scientifically validated. Why do I say that, Super D? <laughs> what did we find out about the variant tests? Non-specific. They were no, I, no. You're going back to PCR. I'm now going to oh, the variant test. Right. That's okay. They oh, you never. Mean the new one? Yeah, the new all one? the variant tests. Oh. Not even this one we're talking about. Just the variants. Well, we have a variant. The Omicron variant. Well, like, who was it that had established a valid standard for the variant test? I'm. I, I'm not, don't hold your breath. You're going to pass out. Okay. Because they hadn't been done. It hadn't been done. If it has been, I'll. Look, I will I will say, oh, look, it has been done. But at the time all these variant tests came out, it was independent labs going, this is it. This is the test. Who validated? Well, we self-validated. Don't you remember that? We self-validated. Right. Well, you might as well self-flagellate over the, you know, the, 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 the stupidity with which you move forward without validating or standardizing the test. And then you got, now you leap back into poly- polymerase chain reaction, already a test that we know is not valid in terms of identifying certain lot quantitatively and if you're looking at qualitatively there's suspicion there as well depending on the number of cycles you run really you could find anything and say anything's in it that's still the case with pcr but the new one they say according to reuters staff republishing at medscape can quickly tell which variant of the coronavirus is causing infection helping doctors choose the most effective antibody treatments look i'm all for Uh, treatments that are not going to kill you like remdesivir that kills people and the and the vents that they're put on but they acknowledge that most current pcr tests can check broadly for the presence of the virus but cannot identify specific variants well even that broad identification is is specious because at what level at what threshold cycle have you gone to to determine it may be present or not and then in what quantity never those tests are validated either but the new test, get this, it uses special probes, probably alien anal probes, fluorescently labeled. These molecules, you can't make this up. They're called sloppy molecular beacons no. because they glow in different colors and they're LGBTQ friendly when they attach themselves to DNA or RNA in the virus. And they, they, they take the sample from the patient, they heat it up, and the probes fall off their DNA, right? So they melt right out of your butt, and the DNA targets and colors disappear. They fall off at different times. This is just, come on, man. Really? Now, granted, I am. I don't, I don't know that I would want to rely on a test that, that uh, um, 
has anything to do with anything sloppy. Yeah, I know. I know. Look, I'm maybe exaggerating slightly for effect here, Super D, but I find this absurdity layered on top of absurdity. Why? Because the first thing they're claiming is this this new PCR test can can identify the variants. What is the basis of identifying the variants before? Tests that have no valid standard. Hello? Does anybody? Anybody? Science? Anybody? Oh, no, you're showing anti-science aggression, Robert. For wanting valid standards to be established before you go to the next test that says, now we got it. They had to base it on some valid standard before to get to this point, Super D. And if they hadn't done it, then this claim is, again, specious at best. And they say the variants each have some unique sequences. Well, I, I imagine they must. But can they be identified through sloppy molecular beacons? Especially if the variants had not been identified and validated via a standard method that everybody agrees upon. Remember the initial variant test, they wouldn't even send up to the U.S., uh, whether it be FDA or NIH, wherever they were going to send it to get validated because it was too expensive, too time-consuming. So we just went with self-validation. Everybody goes, yay, self-validation, which would never fly if you were coming out with a dietary supplement or even most new drugs. We self-validated it through our peer-reviewed medical literature, and therefore we're good to go, FDA. You don't have to look at our stuff. We validated it. It's okay. You don't have to run the test. And so they say that this is 100% sensitive and 100% specific for identifying variants of concern, including Delta and Omicron. And guess what? This company that's claiming it is just now asking the New Jersey Department of Health to clear the test so that New Jersey labs can do it. So they haven't gone out to be independently validated and verified. And they're asking the New Jersey Department of Health, which is probably not qualified to look at this analysis and test and go, yep, it's, it's right. That's a standard we can all rely upon. A typical hospital molecular laboratory would be able to perform the test, but would they be able to validate it? Because they haven't gone even through peer review yet. But the headline reads as if it's a done deal, 100%, we got it. And I'm just like not falling for it, Super D. I know, I'm annoying on PCR, but the entire category pcr validating active infections is bunk even if they validate the presence of it's still not been taken out to identify hey we got this test and this test all double or triple blinded we're going to send it out you tell me about the patients that we tested based on these numbers it's a problem it's and one day we'll look back and go yep yep our scientists were mentally retarded by their, by their own <laughs> wow lack of okay. critical thinking skills now you, now we're doing the r word yeah no to or be accurate just, in terms of of you're pulling out all the stops today I'm, I'm not doing it to be funny i'm saying your mental functions are being retarded by your own inability to question whether the standards are validated outside of self-validation god man i know i sound like a broken record here but dude come somebody somebody come come out and go you know what it ain't about me being right super done it's about scientists and doctors going you know we we got to stop relying on tests that have no valid standard and making public policies or making treatments based on tests that i I, i'm the reasonable one here (laughs) no you're you know a self-hating wannabe scientist that's it now there i've categorized it go ahead fauci call me that hotels go ahead call me that valid standards too much to ask apparently super d <sighs> what's going know, on the chat man, they got they got sloppy molecular beacons though that's that's 
Good no, I, I would get Doctor Jack on James Lyon Weiler to talk about this. I definitely want to get James Lyons Weiler on because he's like the brainiac. Man. Yeah, and and, I, and I'm sure that there is some somewhere somehow in the scientific annals they'll have. Yes, we've used this for this or this or this. Okay, let's find out about that. But in the case of this, without any verification or peer review, like I think I'm being appropriately, uh, let's say, skeptical. Oh my gosh, are we being too skeptical? I don't think so. I don't think people, these doctors and scientists are being skeptical enough when they accept whatever they're being told about COVID. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. Another lie layered on top of another lie layered on top of another lie. And I realize there's still a lot of heated discussion, even within our circle of friends, Super Don, about viral causation, viral existence, and on and on it goes. And I love engaging intellectually on the, on the topic but I agree that doing so in terms of um, ah, what would we say? Helping people that are so far afield from any questions on viruses that they can't even conceive of the language we would use. It may not be helpful for them because they re- pretty much control the narrative or they're trying to. They're losing their grip on it. But I, I like here, like I appreciate this about Joe Rogan. Okay, I do. Super Don, you know, I started being not such a fan of Rogan. I've become more of a fan of him, not because of things he said or didn't say, but because he's genuinely curious. Mm-hmm. He asks good questions of a wide variety of guests. And if he doesn't know something or if he thinks he's been wrong, on he'll say it. Great. There's nothing wrong with that. There's everything right with that. Yet they have to destroy him now because his audience is way, way, way bigger. Yeah. And I know, I, I look, I enjoy the, the, the writings and the research and the revelations coming from Dr. Tom Cowan, Andrew Kaufman, Stephen Lanka, and they get into com- very controversial we've territory. Had two, two, yeah. two, two out of three there. We've had right? Andy and we've had Tom on. And look, yeah. I was talking about the terrain long before they were. This is, again, not me going, oh, I'm so much better than them. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying that they came on board later and they went deep into the dives and bringing up stuff that is very uncomfortable for germ theory people. Or even people that ha- have some some leanings toward the terrain, they get a little uncomfortable because they go, "Well, nope, no virus, no virus at all, not at all." Oh, you can't talk about that. It's like, well, we can talk about it. I recognize that it's a distraction for some that are trying to do something in a different arena. But I think the pure intellectual discussion and debate is healthy. Ultimately, it's a good thing. Yeah. So we try to cover it all here, not because we don't have an opinion on it, but just I recognize the broad audience around the world that tunes into the robert scott bell show now mm-hmm. and i don't even though i dissed a little bit on uh allopathic naturopaths <laughs> i i don't hate them i'm just I saying specifically there's a well within your rights to do so yeah but the point is you know if you criticize something then you must hate it it's just not that's no. where people go crazy on stuff like that yeah no it doesn't have to be that way mm-hmm. it's not at all everything not black and white yeah and that's not a racial uh reference except when michael jackson sings it i love that song that's a good Black song right it's a great song. did you like ebony and ivory did you like that one uh, that wasn't my favorite not no. so much not no. i mean you know i can dig it their harmonies whatever but uh i like michael jackson without paul mccartney just saying okay yeah all right what do we got what do we got we're almost up at the well, top of the hour but uh, we got a couple minutes left here did you see this story about the uh the, the comedian that collapsed on the stage this is I uh, heard about I, it, but I didn't see I it. I heard about it, and Steve Kirsch wrote about it here. Heather yeah. McDonald was uh, doing a, she's a stand-up comedian. She was doing a, uh, 
of Do you have the visual you can play that clip or no? I don't. Okay. No. But she apparently I, I she was, was not able to find any video of her actually collapsing on the stage. Right. And I heard, though, that she was making a joke about I'm fully vaxxed, I'm triple jabbed, I'm boosted, and yep. G- and Jesus loves me more than you. And then she went down. And then she collapsed. I'm like, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, listen, there, there's no way to know exactly what it is that happened or why. Mm-hmm. But Steve Kirsch mm-hmm. is, is uh, speculating that perhaps it had something to do with the vaccine. Because she had been vaccinated, and, and they, I guess apparently they say that uh, the vaccine itself has been known to cause sudden loss of function, mm-hmm. and it's most likely happened within within sixty days yeah. of vaccination. Where I, apparently she was within that sixty days, so who knows? Yeah. But ironically, there was another uh, apparently another comedian, Chelsea Handler, right, uh, that was doing a, a show where she was mocking vaccination, and she collapsed mm-hmm. and was hospitalized within twenty four hours of this incident, right. Well, so, and the thing uh, is, that they irony. Been, I don't know, but well, or or justice. I don't know. I'm not. Uh, but yeah. look, at, they've been so smarmy about anybody who has a question about the vaccine. They're they're the leftists that uh, basically worship at the Church of Pharmaceutical Mysticism. That's it. And and they they you know what? If you're going to live on those along those lines, and something happens to you, we're not going to cheer and applaud that it happened to you. That's not our way. But acknowledge that yeah, the very thing you were bragging about is killing people and might have almost killed this comedian. We don't know. But we'll, we'll have to follow up on that. Looks like we're about uh, three seconds away from joining our friends on FridayOn.TV. Is that right? Uh, the, oh, yeah. Sorry. My all bad. right. Here we go, y'all. Welcome, one and all. <laughs> FridayOn.TV. Hi. How are you? There's my producer, Super Don, who Woo-hoo. doesn't know how to tell time. We're joining you right now live on the air, our simulcast hour, second hour Close. of our show. Basically, Two hours a day, man. six days a week. The Robert Scott Bell Show is on. Shout out to the Health Ranger again. February 2nd, Groundhog Day of 2011. We launched six days a week, and we're still going strong. And so we got a lot of healing to do this hour. We're scheduled to have Dr. Mark McDonald on to talk about his book, The United States of Fear. And I think if anything's become clear is that fear has induced a mass psychosis. And that mass psychosis can be pinpointed to individuals who are in states of fear and psychosis because of that. And our fear of the germ, as I've argued, has been the vulnerability that was exploited more than any other that led us to two years of insane lockdowns, masking, experimental injections and jabs. So stand by for that and a whole lot more here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. We'll be right back. Robert Scott Bell Bell Show. All right, y'all. Thanks for being here. Uh, We've got a lot of healing to do on the Robert Scott Bell Show. One of the things we're planning to do is uh, United States of Fear with Dr. Mark McDonald. We'll stand by if we can get that connection working for for you. In the meantime, I just want to acknowledge uh, in the latter part of uh, hour one, before you guys tuned in on Bradion.tv, I was hitting a story about uh, a claim, uh, a, a profound claim, if true, right, that they have a test that will determine the variance and it and it happens to be pcr polymerase chain reaction and there's so many problems with this claim uh almost don't know where to begin but i'm going to begin with this with you right now again just to just to clarify that the pcr test as described by the nobel prize winning developer of this 
manufacturing or amplification technology, Carrie Mullis, said there is no basis for utilizing this test as a, a, an infectious agent identifier. In other words, we're going to take this test and we're going to say, we found the cause of your quote unquote problem, why you're sick, right? This is an important distinction going back from the developer of it to begin with. And this is something that I was annoying my audience, some of you, in the early part of the uh, uh, COVID craziness two years ago. Pointing out that when they went to PCR, I said, oh, there's a problem, big problem. Now, it's been acknowledged over that time in terms of cycle count thresholds, et cetera. And then they came out. This is now a couple of years almost into it. It's like, oh, no, we got variants. Now, predictions about variants of the COVID-19 were made by Nobel Prize winner Luc Montagnier, who said, yeah, there's a problem with the mRNA injection or the idea of a coronavirus vaccine that could set the stage for a severe hyper response. A severe hyper response. It's super non. If I generate a new link, super D, I'm going to have to reconnect you. I'm going to have to reconnect our guest live. And I've got, what do I do? A commercial break while we're on with our, our brighton.tv crew. I mean, maybe at the, the bottom of the hour, that's just, it's just annoying. I don't want to stop for that as much as I want to have Dr. Mark on the show this hour. I do. I'm excited to, to talk about United States of fear. I'm just not sure how to pull it off until maybe we do a, a little break at the bottom of the hour or something to bring him in. That's the only thing I think of, but I, I got to okay. keep going here. Sounds good. And, and, and this is so important because the, 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 the prediction on the pathogenic priming or ADE antibody dependent enhancement, whatever you believe or perceive that to be is basically the destruction of the immune system. And then the, the predisposing of the immune system to overreact to such a degree that people that are already ill and not great may die because their immune reaction is so vigorous that every ounce of energy they have left to produce is gone. Absolutely gone. And so then what, then what, then they go, all right, well, uh, we'll ignore that. And we'll go, Hey, variants, variants. We got to get some more jabs in you because of variants, despite the fact that the very tests that were conducted to quote unquote approve the jabs, the coronavirus jabs, so to speak, the mRNA injections particularly, uh, only resulted in emergency use authorization. And then they say, oh, no, 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 no. We went through the first three months of data. We've approved this thing called comernity. And then you find out you can't get comernity anywhere, but they bait and switch on this thing. It's such a criminal organization that would put this up and that includes the Fauci's of the world NIAID NIH and, and government agencies and media for for basically colluding to promote this idea that it's approved now well where is it you can still go to a pharmacist today and say hey do you have the community and they'll say no we don't we have this one same company can I see the insert uh, we don't have it or if we do we open it up and there's nothing there an approved drug or vaccine has an insert with a lot of detailed information and then they were sued FDA Pfizer sued where are the details of the test that you conducted so that we could see how you came to the conclusion that it was safe enough to go beyond EUA to approve status? Oh, no, we need 75 years to release that. And the judge didn't side with them. They have to release it in, I don't know, eight months, if that's the case, or however long it's going to be. And we're already seeing devastation from it. And then the variants. I point out the variants. The tests they used to say, we've got a variant. It's Delta. It's it. And I said, Lambda, 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 whatever it is, based on a test that has no valid standard again. You start with a test with no valid standard, and then you leap to other tests with no valid standard, and you just pile. You keep piling it on because, hey, we're the scientists. We're the doctors. We know. You don't know. Who are you? You can't question us. And it's like, gosh darn it, lay people. 
Radical homeopaths with, with, with shows have to point out the lack of scientific rigor that is involved in all of these things, resulting in two years of shutdowns and lockdowns that arguably have killed more people than any coronavirus, much less the hyperreaction in terms of destruction of uh, uh, blood oxygen carrying capacity that arguably could be due to copper deficiencies induced by excess zinc intake and vitamin C and or other things that preceded it. We've got the crazies running the whole world and the crazies are in allopathic medicine and the institutions within the governments and non-governmental organizations profiting to the tune of not just billions, but trillions. And since when do conflicts of interest not matter? When you go for a peer reviewed article, they say, hey, reveal any potential conflicts of interest. And then Joe Rogan practically persona non grata because he's he, he did some things way back when but they wanted to find a way to destroy him because his audience is bigger than cnn and most other news organizations was asking questions that brought other experts like robert malone and peter mccullough into the mix and he asked questions that resulted with inconvenient answers and, and it's not even attacking the test like i do much less the variance but by simply asking questions now, you become subject to assault and, and deplatforming and censorship because the establishment that doesn't have the scientific acumen to actually validate a PCR test, much less a variant test. And here, here's the example I ended hour two on pretty much was about this new PCR test, new improved PCR light. Well, PCR with lights. It talks about this test. Uh, using sloppy molecular beacons. And there may be some scientific validity to using something called sloppy molecular beacons, although it's an unfortunate name if you're looking for accuracy. But it glows in certain colors. And and, and the melting points are different and the colors disappear. And based on that, we're going to say, hey, we've 100% accuracy on the variants via PCR. Gosh, darn it. It's inconvenient, but I'm going to have to point out that the previous variant tests have not been independently validated or verified, right? The original Delta test. Did you send it up to the government, FDA labs or anybody just to kind of, hey, can we, can you see if we've done this right? Is this, are you finding the same things? Nope. Didn't do it. None of those. We just shared information. They all went and they self-validated. Since when is that enough? Oh, well, it's an emergency, Robert. Don't you understand? It's an emergency. Of course, it's an emergency. Emergency that never ends. The pandemic that will never end. It's pretty incredible. So, Super Don, we're going to reschedule uh, Dr. Mark McDonald? Yeah, because he was going to have to leave early uh, yeah. anyway, and so we weren't going to have enough time really to do Dude, justice. this is why we have to test new guests early. I know, I know, I know. <sighs> I'm sorry, y'all. I really wanted to get, I mean, <laughs> this he's, he's a cool dude, and his book, United States of Fear, is very important. It relates yeah. to a lot of the things that have happened, as I said, due to our vulnerability. What frightens us? If if our enemies find out what frightens us, they will use that against us. And I and I hesitate to call them enemies. I wish they weren't, but they are enemies of freedom, for sure. I would say that. So coming back to my discussion, I'm, I I know I'm beating a dead PCR horse, but they're trying to bring the PCR the dead PCR horse back to life. It's like the zombie PCR test at this point with sloppy molecular beacons. Oh man, bad PR. But once again, this test out of, uh, I guess, Rutgers, New Jersey Medical School hasn't even been validated. 
hasn't gone through peer review, but they're, they're asking the New Jersey Department of Health to clear it so they can start using it. A test with no valid standard. Not subjected to peer review at this point, much less uh, sent to other labs for, hey, can you tell us if you're getting the same results here? Does this make sense? Oh, by the way, the tests we're using to validate this test have not been validated. Oops. Oops. Yeah, that's a big oops. But it's not an accident at this point. This is what we're dealing with. A lack of scientific validation and verification. And if you get annoyed with me, don't get annoyed with me. Get annoyed with the doctors and scientists who won't push back on these proclaimed, oh, gold standard tests that have no standard, least of all gold anywhere in them. Just astonishing. All right. So we got some questions to ask that may be annoying to some, but probably not here on the Robert Scott Bell show. Here it is. Why are triple jab Joe and Jill still wearing masks outside? (laughs) That's a good question. Are they talking about Jack and Jill, Joe and Jill? Who are we talking about? Joe Biden and Jill, Joe his doctor wife. Jill. Yeah, I think so. To fetch a pail of vaccines. Moderna. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they're still walking across the White House lawn for Marine One, and they're wearing outside. masks everywhere outside. Yes. Could they be dumb as rocks, or could they just be PR agents deceiving us? That's the Robots. impression I get. Is yeah. that you know, got to lead by example. Yeah, but examples to be morons, not going there. They wore face masks walking across the lawn, even though they're triple jabbed. Here's the picture. I'm scrolling down for those of you watching online. Joe and Jill Biden have worn face masks to walk across the lawn at the White House, despite there being no mandate to do so, and Omicron infection rates class. Isn't this obvious that this is such, this is like worse than, uh, you know, basement theater. Like you, you put on a play with your kids in the basement. This is worse. You notice the Marine's not wearing a mask. Right. The Marine's not is wearing that, a mask. Is that because he's a Marine? I mean, you what know, does that show you about? Omicron's not going to mess with the people Marine, supporting right? this. Oh, he's so great. Jill's so great. They're wearing masks. They're being such good examples for us to be morons. Masked morons. Stop <laughs> it. It's just embarrassing. Look at them. Is that is that Biden on the beach wearing a mask? He doesn't want to catch doggy Omicron. What the hell is going on here? I think Jill let her mask down for a moment. Masks, masks everywhere. And no, and no common sense to be found anywhere. Gosh, darn it. This again, you leave these people in power. This will never end folks. The way to solve it is not asking them permission to be free, but it's you once again, declaring your status if you will, at law or in government to recognize that our government was founded in the United States based on the acknowledged reality that you get your rights by virtue of something that created you. And if you think the government created you, then you will always wear a mask like Joe and Jill Biden forever and ever and ever. And I'm embarrassed for you. If you're not embarrassed by that, I'm embarrassed for you. There is no mask with a tight enough weave to stop something 120 nanometers small, much Dude, less 10 nanometers small. Didn't you get the memo on that, though? No, apparently not. It, didn't you get the memo that, that they have discovered a new way that the masks will work? Oh, you have to tell me this one, because I obviously missed that. What is the new way the mask will work? Pantyhose. What? Yeah. Well, wait, wait, wait. Excuse me. You know what? If you take pantyhose up to your face, the weave is not even as tight as the masks that already don't work. How are the pantyhose going to make? I'm not kidding. This is, where is this coming from? This is the University of Cambridge. Mm -hmm. Their researchers have found that pantyhose face mask hack 
while uncomfortable, is quite effective when it comes to protecting yourself. A face mask hack. If you wear pantyhose on your head, it makes your fat your 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 mask work better. You, you, you're, you're making that up. That's Babylon B, right? Tell me that's Babylon B. <sighs> no, you have that linked up? I gotta see that. I do. Dude, that's uh, just that's just embarrassing. Another level of embarrassment. Here we are. Here we are. Okay. This is coming from the Jerusalem Post. Yeah. Well, then you have to ask the question. Pantyhose. Yeah. <laughs> is it kosher pantyhose? Do they? Do they? I think they wear pantyhose in Israel, right? Yeah. So anyway, the, basically, what you do, and I don't know if in this particular, well, there's a picture of the person with a mask. Yeah. There was an art of this actually last week. There was one that was even better. But basically, what you, what they suggest that you do uh-huh. is you take like pan, like a like a piece of like a pantyhose and you wear it kind of like a like one of those neck gaiters, you know. A pantyhose you know neck gaiter about? that you then put around the mask over right. the mask, and what it does is it seals the mask, you know, around your face and uh, keeps stuff from from getting in or coming. Question: out. Question is, can you still breathe through that mask, even with pantyhose uh, on it? Can you? I don't know. Because the only way that you can know it, this is it, Super D. I've said it. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> the only way you can know your mask works to protect something as small as a 10 nanometer spike protein floating in the air is if you can't breathe through it. You pass out and you die. You won't get coronavirus, yeah. right? Well, they'll claim you had coronavirus when you die anyway. And because you died of it. Yeah, that's exactly. right. That's right. You, that's so right. you were wearing a mask for it, so clearly you died from it. Folks, the level of dumb doesn't get much higher in these stories that we've got to cover. And, and I was like, I come back to the freedom thing because it's important. We're witnessing our friends in the North uh, in Canada struggling to regain freedoms that they have lost over the uh, Corona crazy two years. And you find what you find that people need to live as if they are free, not just, Oh yeah, freedom. Right. We want freedom. Can you please give us some freedom back government? Please give us some freedom back. Right. Yo, they, you don't comply your way back to freedom, right? You don't go, Oh, I'll behave because I know if I behave properly, you're going to give me my freedom back. That is a sure way to guarantee a permanent state of tyranny. You must recognize your birthright is in freedom because you were created not by government, but by God. And I realize everybody has a different perception of that. But fundamentally, our founders in America, in the United States said, you know what? Your rights come from God, not government, from a creator. Start there and go, why would I ever ask permission of government to do that, which is my birthright? Because I exist and I'm breathing without a mask, by the way. And we got to start there. Oh, you found the picture of it? Oh, this is just, this is embarrassing. Good Lord. Yeah, she did. She made a neck gaiter out of pantyhose, covered her face with it. And the, you know what? It doesn't look all that much different, quite honestly. And if you think about the weave of pantyhose, if, if regular masks are like trying to stop a mosquito with a chain link fence, then putting pantyhose over another regular mask is like trying to stop, I don't know, let's let's think of something even larger uh, or smaller, I don't know, uh, utilizing six-foot wide holes to stop fleas. This is just stupid. It's just dumb as rock you know, stupid. And I'm, I'm insulting Cambridge rocks. University, you know, they're scientists. This is why I'm not impressed with these things. I want to talk about gardening in a minute, and we're going to get to a gardening story because that, that will make me happy. Uh, let's see what do we got. Oh, oh gosh, is this true? An unvaccinated child that was not jabbed. The dad has lost custody of his kids. 
dude. This is not the first time we've heard oh, something like really? this. And, you know? this, and we, we knew this was coming. Is this related to Corona uh, mRNA jabs or other jabs? Says unvaccinated dad loses custody of kids. Judge waves away dad's research on jabs. The father can file an urgent request to regain custody if he gets jabbed, the court says. This is where if you think you can solve everything through the courts, and Super Don, I know a lot of times you'll say, well, they're going to solve it through the courts. We can't fully rely on that. Now, this is in Canada, so it's a different court system than the United States. But I don't know, is that, is that legit that a judge can decide to say, you know, unless you get jabbed, Dad, you can't have your kids back? What does that say? Yeah, apparently, he has an immunocompromised 10-year-old. Mm-hmm. And so the judge said with a, a heavy heart that it was necessary for the child's health amid the coronavirus pandemic and the recent effects of the Omicron variant. What heavy heart? I don't think this judge has a heart, much less a brain. Because if this if this dad was smart, and I bet he was, he brought research to show that you can get and transmit whatever the hell you think the Omicron is, even if you're jabbed. So what's the difference? You're supposed to destroy dad's immune system to save a kid who's already got an immune compromised situation? Mm-hmm. Again, this is the danger of putting the government in charge of health. Outside of improvements in sanitation, sewage hygiene, the government is has got a deadly, deadly force to use when it says in the name of public health, we're going to require you to inject yourself, if not your kids, with experimental mRNA jabs. Just astonishing. Absolutely astonishing. <sighs> so uh, let's see what else I wanted to talk about here. Oh, you know, upcoming. This is great. Upcoming news. Y'all pay attention to this. We each and every year, except for I think one year we missed out, but we did a virtual one, the Health Freedom Expo. Our friends at Trinity School of Natural Health, trinityschool.org, and if you come to the Robert Scott Bell Show website, let me just show you real quick, uh, you'll see all of the wonderful uh, things that you can click on, uh, and there's the Trinity School of Natural Health. Every month, every four weeks or so, new round of, of schooling begins from uh, health coaches to certified natural health professionals and everything in between, traditional naturopaths. You've got all kinds of programs, health coach, uh, biblical coach, you got flower essence, you got Lyme specialists, you even have clinical homeopathy. And I've done a lecture on demand uh, for clinical homeopathy. You can co- scroll down there and click on that and you can see the various different topics. And we have it linked up also in the show notes, clinical homeopathy 101 plus. And uh, man, it's great to get you started if you want to learn about how to use integrate homeopathy into a clinical practice or even as a lay uh, mom or dad trying to figure it out call them at 800-428-0408 to learn more 800-428-0408 and uh now i'm going to take you to the trinity health freedom expo this is happening on the 26th and 27th the saturday sunday coming up and this is virtual it's going to be everything that we got to do in the chicago area where we weren't required to be masked we were far enough out uh, including Jonathan E. Mord's presentations, my presentations, Ty and Charlene Bollinger, and so many others that were awesome. Sherry Tenpenny. And this is 18 days away. Now, even if you can't make it live, because there are also new presentations, and I will be moderating a live new panel on all the COVID crazy stuff we've learned in the last two years with Sherry Tenpenny, with uh, Diane Miller, with uh, Jonathan E. Mord and others. You have six months to download or, or watch through the Whova app. And it's only 40 bucks for the entire weekend. Dude, that's a no-brainer. 
Join us either live October 15th, I'm sorry, 26th and 27th of February, and you can, at your leisure over the next six months, watch the stuff and hopefully plan to join us October 15th and 16th for the Health Freedom Expo to be coming up. Anyway, all right, Super D, I had to, I had to get that out of, I wanted to make sure everybody knows about that, and the links are up, trinityhealthfreedomexpo.com. All right, what else is going on? I know this is totally a plan B hour of the Robert Scott Bell Show. So I hope we're rocking the health world and not sucking the eggs here. Just saying. Are you looking at the clock? What are you doing? I am. Yeah, one <laughs> minute. You know, at least you showed up for work. I'm just saying. I am. Look, you can't do that one. Anymore. <laughs> you can't, what is that? Weeks later, you're, you're still going to be holding that against me? Well, it's a low bar. He showed up. He showed up. No super Don is super. He's awesome. All right. So listen, yeah. uh, when we come yeah. back from this break coming up here, mm-hmm. Uh, we have got a question of the day left over from last week mm-hmm. that I want to get to from Mike and Diane. Oh, we didn't get to this. They've, they've been waiting very patiently for this. Okay. And they just shot me an email. And they said, like, we don't, you going to ignore us. Show notes when we get. And it's like, no, 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 don't worry about it. We're going to cover it next. So we'll come back and, and cover that. Uh, then we got some more crazy COVID police enforcement. Imagine mm-hmm. going to church and then being stopped in church in midst service to check to see if you've been vaccinated or you're wearing your mask that better be right? canada again is that canada it's not we're not talking nazi germany okay stand by just a quick break for those watching on brighteon.tv all right in theory they've taken a break and we are behind the scenes here on the robert scott bell show where we keep on trucking let's just use that term keep on trucking on uh nobody needs to bring us any gas we got plenty of our own uh, usually in the morning when I first get up. Hello. Excuse me. All right. <laughs> so anyway, apologies to uh, everybody looking forward to Dr. Mark McDonald because I was too. Uh, yeah. It's just like when you're a first time guest, you can't just show up on this show. There was the a lot of cross wires there that, yeah. that I just, you know, it just, it happens. There's too happens. much that can go wrong. And unfortunately it does sometimes. So. Uh, we're just going to roll in with our own version of it. Anyway, you're not running the clock, so I don't know when I'm supposed to start back up for our TV crowd. That's I'll get it to you here in just a second. All right, thanks. They, yeah. yeah. Did they, they take a break? break. Okay, yeah, I just wanted break. to see if they did or not. Sure thing, no problem. Okay, so let's see here. You got a minute and 30 seconds. Okay. What else are we going to do here? We just I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tweet something out while I'm here because I get to. Why not? Why not? If you want to follow so Mike, Don, Mike and Diane, if you're watching right now, we'll be getting to your your uh, question here. Are you going to drop that question or are you going to surprise me? It's with in it? the show notes if you refresh it. Okay, stand by. Let me get to that. Refreshing the notes. All right, scrolling on down. Hour two. You're going to have to uh, re- revise the uh, the hour yeah, two I'll take care rundown. Of All right, so this is, uh, oh, it's attenuations in homeopathy. Oh, Okay, y'all, we're getting a homeopathic segment coming up shortly. Now, that'll be fun. I don't mind. That'll be cool. All right, let me get back to the Twitter feed, see what's going on there. Oh, you know what? I saw notice too. our friend Leslie and her family. Apparently, they have a trailer and they have tools on it and the trailer and the tools were stolen. Is there any update? Did, did they find them? I have not seen anything. I saw Leslie, that what's weekend. going on there? It's on, on Telegram. Do we need to do like a give, send, go to help them replace that stuff? Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Let me see if I can get an update on that. Okay. Uh, I was just like, oh my gosh, 
All right, 10 seconds. 10 seconds. All right, we'll get ready for a question of the day. I hope we're on time here. Three, two, one. All right, you're watching the Robert Scott Bell Show on Brideon.tv simulcast. We're at robertscottbell.com. Sign up for email alerts, and uh, uh, we'll get you plugged into a lot of upcoming events. And uh, In fact, we'll mention some of them coming up shortly. Uh, but we also do questions of the day. So if you come to robertscottbell.com, you could submit your questions right there. We also have a toll-free number if you want to leave a message for us to play on the air. Or if you need it to be like, uh, what do you call it? Anonymous to say so, and we'll, we'll honor that. But that number is 866-939-BELL, 866-939-2355. And that leads us to our delayed answering of the question of the day. All right, here it is, the question of the day, and it's, this one's coming from Baffled Diane. I think I'm reading that correctly. Uh, it says, hi, RSB and Super Don. I'm trying to make sense of the attenuations or potencies in homeopathy. I asked for help with this at my local health food store. They simply confused me and ended up with, well, if that one worked for you last time, just get it again. That really didn't help. I am building my homeopathic medicine chest and would like to understand attenuations and when, why each would be more helpful, beneficial. The difference between C and X. Some come in both and some companies only carry one of them. If the number gets larger, is it stronger or weaker? Why take stronger formulas? When do I want to take a weaker one? <laughs> uh, it's all very confusing and I'm primarily buying single remedies, though I have a few combinations. Please help me make sense of the attenuations. Thanks much, Baffled Diane. I want to say like baffled in somewhere, but it's baffled Diane. All right. Super Don, are you willing to take on the potency question for homeopathy? Or is that like an area where you'll like defer to me? What do you think? Give you an option there. Dude, I'm not the homeopath. I'm lucky if I can remember the names. Yeah, which you do well sometimes with the Latin sometimes. names. All right. Sometimes. So this is a question of quote potency or attenuation. All right. Let me see what I have here in my hand. Uh, all right. This is, oh yeah. One of my favorite. All right. So I'm going to hold up here. I don't know if you can even read it. It's too small and bright, but this is a uh, verbascum, which is like the, the nine, seven, six, Robert voice or one, nine hundred super Don voice. When you're like gravelly and low and grrr, it's like, Ooh, that sexy super Don voice. Right. But it's more than usual. And so it's a remedy that you can give. Uh, and, and I've done that on the air once that happened. And I was like, my voice recovered within the minutes of, of, of taking that remedy. So when we talk about attenuation or potency, the question is, how do you prepare it? Well, an X fold step, if you know the Roman numeral X is 10 is a 10 fold step of dilution. So you take an original substance. If it's soluble in water and alcohol right away, you can do that. If it's not, then we get into the processes of trituration, taking non-soluble uh, substances, uh, even like snake venoms, which are often not soluble in water, but you can take metals and you use the old mortar and pestle and you triturate, you grind it usually with a lactose powder or something like that to get to a certain point. And typically, and again, these are prescribed specifically in the pharmacopoeia. For instance, the pharmacopoeia of the United States, or but there are pharmacopoeias around the world, and they have a very specific set of rules or guidelines that say this is how you make it. So it's not like you can make it on a whim. Oh, I want to make it this way. I mean, you could, but it wouldn't follow according to the guidelines, and it might not be, quote-unquote, an approved homeopathic remedy. 
So if you were, let's just say for uh, the sake of ease, you have a liquid tincture of, uh, I don't know, let's pick something out. Um, well, why not poison ivy? You make a liquid tincture out of rust toxicodendron. Obviously, in that mother state, it will create poison ivy. So you take it and you dilute it, uh, you know, one part of that poison ivy solution and nine parts of water. So in a one to 10 ratio, in a sense. And then you shake it up, right? Shake it vigorously. That's the process of succussion. Now you take from that initial, which is considered in a tenfold step, a one X. You would have now one part per 10 of the original substance. It would still be enough to create poison ivy-like symptoms, rash-like symptoms. You would repeat that dose and take one part of that new attenuation, one X, and, and again, nine parts to water. Again, ratios here. And then you would have a two X. Shake it up. And then follow 3X. Now, if you go to 10X, you're at one part per 10 billion. But what if you did the C-fold step? Then it's a one part of the original substance to 99 parts of water or water alcohol. Now you've got a one to 100 and you shake it up. Now you have a one C. C is centesimal, right? Hundredfold. You repeat that, you 2C. Now you're one part per 1,000. So you quickly get to ridiculous levels of dilution, if I say it that way. But at 12X, you get, well, let's go 12C, 12X, Sorry, going ahead of myself. I didn't plan on this, so I didn't think it all the way through. 12C or 24X, you've hit the number of Avogadro. Avogadro's number, the number one that theoretically it was claimed that there was no original molecule left through the dilution process of the original substance. Although now with technologies uh, that we can now see things at the nano scale or nano level, there is apparently even nanoparticles beyond the number of Avogadro. So it's not exactly clear. Uh, the same thought that there was nothing when there is still something, but are we relying on that something at such a dilute amount that it matters or it doesn't matter? Well, apparently homeopaths argue that the more you go through the dilution process, like uh, this, this is a 30 X. All right. That I'm holding here. Is that showing up? Yeah. 30 X is more potent than 10 X. 10X is one part per 10 billion. 30X is beyond the number of Avogadro. It's way more dilute, but it's supposedly more potent. It's hard to describe in terms of reductionist, molecular reductionism, right? Because more molecules means more potency. In homeopathy, the opposite becomes true. So we're talking in terms of energetic or metabolic interaction with the body, and it doesn't fly well with, again, allopathic molecular reductionism. And so we get, I'm not going to get into arguments about it. They all say it's quackery, it's bunk, it's silly, it's not. I know that's not a baffled Diane's question or, or concern. But when you're dealing with the C potencies, you get very far higher up the scale of nothingness, although not in energetic levels or measurements, but in molecular measurements. And so it's often considered a higher attenuation or higher potency to go with the C's over the X's. And the X's are argued by some that it's more physically focused. But I will tell you that these are theoretical statements, even though clinically someone might argue this is what I've seen, right? So this is where even homeopaths don't agree. So don't be too baffled because even homeopaths could be considered baffling in trying to describe why this potency is better than this potency or the C is better than the X. For instance, in homeoprophylaxis, my friend Neil Schultz talks about C potencies mostly. Why did you use the X? When I came up with the and helped work with a, a formula that addressed bioterror scares after uh, 9-11-2001, when the government was going, oh, my gosh, everybody's going to be anthrax and this and smallpox and all that. So we utilized nozodes made in homeopathically. And I used a lower attenuation like 10X or 15X. 
rather than going to 200C, etc. Now, my argument there for doing that was one based on the clinical or French approach to homeopathy. It's more or less a gentler approach to address, yes, physical abnormalities in terms of functionality of organs and organ systems. And what we found in chronically ill people that were chronically ill due to toxicity, deficiency, and all the metabolic disturbances associated with being toxic and deficient. And it was to genuinely, gradually get the function restored so that all of the symptoms they think are their problem are resolved via cleaning the body out and then allowing for the body to be replenished with the things it needs. And then you find out often physically at least that you are addressing the phantom symptoms that are real but are not really your problem when we go into homeopathic constitutional prescribing, which may go into the C potencies or even M's, which you know go into unfathomable dilution, so to speak, even though we don't know what we're diluting, but we're altering the energy through each uh, uh, level of succussion in between dilution states. And I know I'm probably super done. I will admit I'm probably baffling Diane more than I'm helping. Because this subject <laughs> does not lend itself to easy description. Because Did you every, answer the question? I'm not even sure. Maybe my wife can tell me. But my point so, is, is not to purposefully baffle you more, Diane, is to let you know that not every homeopath agrees with every other okay. homeopath. All right. This. All right. So let's, let's, let's bring it back to the, because uh, you're asking why take a stronger formula, why take a weaker one. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. So ultimately she's building her homeopathic medicine chest and yes. just wants to understand mm -hmm. what should she put in her medicine chest? Okay. Thanks for bringing so, me back down. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so if you're doing single ingredient remedies, like I have this verbascum, it's not a complex, it's not a formulation. It's like, okay, we look at the materia medica here and we go, oh, what is verbascum indicated for? Should I get it in a 10X or a 30C? Okay. Why not? If you can afford to get it in both. Now, as I said, describing uh, verbascum in interaction with a th uh, throat issue, that's more maybe an acute temporary setback, something you've used your voice too much. Maybe there's an infection or something that's affecting your vocal cords. Do you need to go to a 200C right away? No. My, my let's say, method, the way I have a bias in the clinical approach, the French approach, is to start low and slow in a sense, to start with a lower attenuation, because you're not in a life or death situation in those scenarios necessarily, and just hit it at a low level, like a 10X, a 12X, a 15X, all right? Hit it, hit it again, repeat as needed, and see how you recover, usually pretty quickly. Or in the case of a chronic ailment that associate, is associated with a dysfunction like liver congestion. Every night, hitting a low potency or low attenuation liver remedy or liver polycrest to gently nudge that excretory system back into functional activity because to do so in a hammer blow scenario, my clinical experience shows that if you went right to a 200 C of chelidonium or Nux Vomica, or you, you are trying to address in a powerful way, something that has gradually come upon a person over a lifetime. And so I'm telling you my bias and my experience, we could have another homeopath who's a friend of mine on, and he might have a different perspective on this altogether. So I cannot resolve it for you except to say I wouldn't mind having the X potencies and the C potencies for various different uses. When people are going more into constitutional prescribing, going deep, Super D, I mean, let's look at Super Don and go, what is your constitution, right? And let's hit that remedy and get it in a high potency, right? That's a different thing than maybe hitting these gentle, let's common ailments, 
right? Over time. And, and so it's a loaded question, Diane, and it's darn near impossible to answer in a few minutes, much less even one episode of the Robert Scott Bell Show. But the question is why take a higher potency over a lower potency? That's often coming down to clinical experience and the bias of the, of the doctor, the homeopath. And if they've had success using this potency, they're going to tell you this is the potency to use. If they've had success using this one, they're going to say this. And I'm like, look, bottom line for me is you getting well. So if you get well on a 200C, I'm happy. If you get well on a 10X, I'm happy. But I will recognize and acknowledge in my experience, Super Don, that going right to the higher potencies for those that are chronically ill due to deficiency and toxicity, two things would often happen in those patients. Okay? Pay attention. One, nothing would happen. They're like, nothing happened. I'm like, this sucks. This doesn't work. Well, that's not what we want. Not what we want, right? Two would be an aggravation. Such a powerful response or reaction to that remedy of high potency that they're like, oh my gosh, this is the most dangerous thing ever. I'm never going to take a homeopathic remedy again, ever. It's too much. I can't handle it. And as much as I can hammer out intensity, like offending uh, allopathic naturopaths last hour, my goal is not to elicit such a powerful response that it scares somebody either. So I have deferred to the low and slow approach with chronically ill patients. And yes, we can address emotional issues and other things, but sometimes, and we had a, we had a, I think we had a, a a guest on the other day that acknowledged that idea of working with the physical body. Sometimes it's easier. I think we were talking about fasting too, that it's easier not to eat food for, you know, a day than it is to focus on your emotional health for a day, which could be so daunting and overwhelming that it's like, okay, what if we clear the physical body? Is it easier to address emotions when your physical health is better? Absolutely it is. You're strengthening a, a, you know, that underlying constitution that would allow you to even address something so traumatic, emotional or otherwise. So you got to understand my, and, and this is why I would encourage you, if you haven't already baffled Diane, you may have, but the clinical homeopathy 101 plus lecture on demand that I did for Trinity school of natural health. And if I'm not mistaken, I think it's available. Uh, yeah, you have it every day in the notes. You just scroll down to the bottom of the notes and you'll see it and you can click right to it and you can download that and watch it at your leisure. It's about a, just under an hour long lecture with slides to kind of get you started to understand my perspective on why I use what I use. Is there a wrong way to do homeopathy? Well, I guess only if it doesn't work. The good news is it's not going to kill you, even though I talk about and acknowledge that people taking sometimes a high potency and getting an aggravation. An aggravation is suddenly a worsening of symptoms, an intensity of symptoms. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but if people uh, don't understand what's going on, they'll often say, you know, this stuff is, I never want to do this again. And I didn't want to risk that for people. I want them to use homeopathy. So I would use a low and slow method and describe to them what I was addressing, even though I acknowledge it's different than constitutional prescribing or even full-on homeoprophylaxis in the way that my buddy neil schultz or silhouette does it all right dude i have no idea my wife will have to get back to me and say hey that's <laughs> totally or you sort of made well, sense some of it i i think so i okay. think so right. um while we're on the topic shelly meyer yes the chat room over on facebook hi shelly and Shelly says, speaking of homeopathic remedies, question for RSB, how mm -hmm. do you organize slash store your homeopathic remedies? Mm -hmm. I've accumulated 51 single remedies with multiple vials of each one. Mm -hmm. Well, I, we have uh, throw them in a bag. 
No, we have no. A, one of those things we can open up. It's like a, a container that has a lot of different slots in it. And then you can move those slots. And so you put all the remedies alphabetically, typically is the easiest way to do it. So, you know, arsenicum album is going to be before zincum metallicum. If you have that homeopathic remedy, for instance. Um, so that's how we so do like it. Like a Tupperware type thing? Or? Yeah, it's kind of like a plastic uh, uh, thing. You can open up. It's pretty right on. And we have all our single remedies in there. Uh, we BPA have free. Well, we're not taking the plastic. I don't know if it's BPA free. Just honestly, those stuff probably were made in China. And Living had dangerously, them. I see. We've had them for what, 20 years now or plus. So I don't know. <laughs> okay. But right. yeah, you're not, the remedies are not being contaminated by plastic because the remedies are in glass containers. Typically there are some in plastic, uh, that some single remedies that you can see in larger dose vials. But for instance, this is glass right here that I'm holding up. This is a glass container. So that's how I store them. And they're in. Uh, the basement, cool, dry, dark for the most part, uh, and uh, that's it. Pretty, pretty uh, straightforward, I guess, in that regard. Okay, what else? What else? Uh, oh, we're getting some good homeopathy questions. This is like the the bonus homeopathy uh, episode. See, I this plan is what on. happens when we when we uh, we just go off the cuff, right? Yeah. Um, Sandy is saying, if someone has an acute issue, an infection, would you dose that person more frequently? Yes. Yes, in fact, there is. Uh, you know, this is the point of if you have an acute infection, the remedy is going to be utilized by the body more more aggressively. That's my experience clinically. So I would give, even if it's a low potency, a 10x like phosphorus. Remember phosphorus, my favorite remedy for fever and systemic mm -hmm. inflammation for adults. If, if you're dealing with a fever and you're worried about, is it scaling too high? I'm going to get phosphorus. I might take a dose every hour. Of course, I'm going to proceed it clinically with a dose of Bryonia Alba because Bryonia is a liver polycrest. And remember, when the liver's congested, you're not overcoming whatever's challenging you as quickly as you can or should because you've got to clear the debris from an immune battle as well. Now, if you had a 30X or a 30C phosphorus, arguably you wouldn't have to take it as frequently. But could you? Yes, yes, you could. You're not going to harm yourself. Uh, remember that homeopathy doesn't suppress a fever like uh, allopathic drugs do, but it can, in fact, elevate a fever that needs to be elevated, and it can reduce a fever that needs to be reduced because the body is now over the issue much more rapidly with the right selection of the right remedy in this case. So cool stuff. I, I don't mind. I, I just feel it's a, it's a challenge to uh, hey, make sense of this for some, but it's uh it's it's open it's a free for all today <laughs> it's a free for all i all like right. that yeah, um okay i don't see any uh, i think my, oh, my wife said she got the container from hobby lobby apparently or something okay yeah. all right um okay so you were asking we were on a break and you were asking about the the leslie situation do we want to go into that now I, yeah, I, I want to know what's going on there. It's hard to yeah, keep so up. Over everything. the weekend, you know, and listen, hey, this 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 can happen anywhere. I yeah. mean, I know people. I read about this stuff all the time. It happens here where I live. It yeah. probably happens where you live. Yeah, it's just it's just people. Some people suck. They just do. Yeah, and they steal things. Mm -hmm. And uh, apparently, um, Leslie and her husband they had a trailer that was full of all their tools that they use for work, right? Yeah, to make money. And the trailer got stolen. Mm-hmm uh with all the stuff in it and uh correct me if i'm wrong leslie but from what i saw over the weekend that the uh, the trailer was not covered by insurance but the tools were but they presently at this point don't have like a way to do yeah and, and if 
you think about it, if your livelihood depends on those tools, like for rehabilitating houses and reselling them, right? That kind of thing. Suddenly you don't yeah. have tools. It's like you're, you're stuck. Uh, so that's a big deal. Uh, so uh, send not only prayers. I don't know. Did, did Kevin send up a give set, set up a give? Kevin, give send Kevin attempted to, but okay. uh, apparently it didn't. Something happened in the, in the yeah. process like that. And it wiped out everything that he was filling out. But, uh, you know, I think maybe mm. we, we should think about putting something together like that for them. Okay. Yeah. You know, there are great folks here that have supported if, if us Leslie's for years. Open right? to the idea. Yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll see what <laughs> we can do. Uh, by the way, let's see, uh, Kathy, this is the book, the materia medica I use is the Boricky. B-O-E-R-I-C-K-E. It's kind of rubbed off, as you can see there. I've had it for so many years. I've got a few of these. But this gives you the most comprehensive uh, view in a semi-modern context. I mean, there's some that go back 200-plus years, but there's some clinical applications that you can read about uh, in the remedies of the Borky that you might not find in other materias medica. But uh, that's what I have utilized over the years. So, Do you prefer the pellets or the liquid? Uh, I don't care, honestly. Whatever's easier, they, they both work equally, you know. So, uh, and, and interestingly enough, they found pellets, uh, I think even liquids that were, that were, uh, preserved with alcohol that were over a hundred years old, even Hahnemann, some original stuff that hey, still so works. Cure your illness and party at the same time. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. All right. Wow. Wow. All right. So yeah. Uh, if we, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do another uh, update on that. By the way, there was also an update on what was the guy's name? Was it Daniel broom or something we had talked about last broom. week? Broom. With a B? Oh, groom. O-O-M, yeah. And it was a really another sad story of like a hospital kidnap of an adult, uh, COVID or not. I don't know. But uh, you guys responded and, and you reached out to that hospital he was stuck in in Houston. I think it was Houston. And and they've got him out and transferred him. But the damage is apparently too severe. What the, that those doctors did, starving him out, etc. And, and, and uh, unfortunately, we learned that he passed away. Uh, and yet. Again, this is the, the reason why you want to stay out of hospitals if you can at all costs, because you're more likely to die in a hospital than outside of a hospital. And, and you know, I know somebody can say, well, that's because you're sick in a hospital. But no, the things they do in the hospitals are greatly contributing to mortality, especially in this covid area. You've seen the uh, you've seen the killing fields manifest even more horrifically than they did beforehand in that regard. So. Anyway, so yeah, if we can do, uh, do I love to be able to do some good things because we have a, 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 you know, an audience, a reach, not the biggest reach. That's not, doesn't matter. It does, doesn't take many of us to respond and support one another, to help one another in need. And that's how community should work. Uh, and you do it of your own volition freely by choice, because you believe in helping people because it's something that makes you feel good. You know, certainly love mm-hmm. helping, helping folks. So let's see what else we got here. Uh, well, we this. just got just a few minutes left here. You mm. said you wanted to talk about gardening. I do, but first let's do upcoming events real quick. Uh, okay. For those of you who are new to the Robert Scott Bell Show, come on over to robertscottbell.com. You'll see at the top of the website there are tabs, uh, including uh, archives, upcoming events, right? Watch and listen tab, which is where the chat room is, live chat room. robertscottbell.com slash listen is the chat room. Uh, we've got online masterclass in toxic mold coming up February 21st to the 27th. I will be speaking at the 2022 spring conference for the IAOMT. Uh, it's a lot of biological dentistry focused, uh, natural detoxification issues, regeneration issues. And I'll be speaking about uh, regenerating at the speed of silver and copper. And that's in New Orleans, Louisiana, March 3rd through the 6th. Hopefully I can see you there. Also, the following weekend, which is uh, March 12th and 13th, Thanks to uh, Drs. Terry and Stu Warner. 
Uh, I'll be speaking at the Wellness Parenting Revolution Health and Freedom Summit and Expo. And that includes uh, on the schedule right now, Bobby Kennedy, Peter McCullough, Del Bigtree, Judy Mikovits, uh, Brian Hooker, Neil Miller. I mean, it's an amazing array of go- folks that are friends of mine. Uh, Stephanie Lucretio, Lee Allen Baker, dude, Billy DeMoss. Is, I mean, this is going to be amazing. So uh, hopefully y'all can be there too. And that'll be happening the 12th and 13th at the Gaylord Opryland of March 12th and 13th. All right, final segment, gardening. Uh, what is the gardening segment? By the way, you can go to RSB Food, Super Don. Is that true still? RSBfood.com? And yep. what will... If you, you go to RSBfood.com, what happens is that will take you to uh, the page where you can register for the webinar that Marjorie Wildcraft does uh, once a month. Okay, and we love having Marjorie on to help you help yourself feed yourself. I've been planting things in our greenhouse. Things are growing even in the winter. Home gardening tip, 17 veggies you can grow in buckets. I just harvested some red potatoes the other day. They're practically grown in buckets in the greenhouse. Uh, and then there are others growing. It's amazing what, what you can do even in the winter when you know how. Find people that know how to do stuff and just duplicate it so, so you don't have to uh, reinvent the proverbial growing wheel. Um, so some of the things you can do, containers, uh, beans, beetroot, carrots of course we're growing carrots a lot of carrots i still have you know i I think i harvested over 30 pounds of carrots and we're still going through from the uh, the first snow or second snow when i harvested them uh chilies cucumbers green onions i just planted some of those the other day various herbs we got lettuce growing melons okra onions as i said uh, peppers potatoes radishes swiss chard tomatoes you can grow in the greenhouse in the winter and zucchinis so there's a great, great uh, article you can link to if you want to know what you can grow in the winter. Uh, we'll be doing some more discussion of the greenhouse. In fact, I need to get out and do another tour of the greenhouse, Super Don. My bad yeah, for being slack, I know. Um, but I'm just, just thrilled that I can actually grow year-round in an area that doesn't, it's not conducive for year-round growth like when I was in Florida where it was yeah. easy. Uh, and if you want to yeah. know how you can grow food mm-hmm. in a grid-down situation, even if you have no experience or older and out of shape, Mm-hmm. Not like anybody we know. Uh, you can go to rsbfood.com. You can sign up. And I believe the next uh, webinar coming up is March 12th. Excellent. March 12th. So I'll tell you more about my cardio miracle experiences coming up in the gym in 60 seconds from our break time. So for those of you who are tuned in at brighteon.tv, you're also welcome to come on over to robertscottbell.com slash listen. And we do a bonus round after each show. Thank you for being here. God bless you. And remember the God's honest truth, the power to heal is yours. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.